Welcome to Psychic Social, brought to you by psychic.co.uk. On this episode of Psychic Social. Because oftentimes we worry or beat ourselves up or feel guilt that we didn't do enough or that they were suffering more than we know. And actually the process of, of dying is not easy, but the process of death is very easy. It's a complete release. Welcome to Psychic Social with me, Oliver Duke, the podcast that explores all things from the psychic and spiritual perspectives, including interviews with famous psychic practitioners, discussions about the afterlife, the paranormal, and much more. So relax and enjoy the show. Today's guest is a world-renowned psychic medium who's been a practicing medium for over a quarter of a century. She dedicates her time to helping others heal emotionally following bereavement and carries out her work in various ways, such as therapeutic practitioner of mediumship, as a spiritual teacher and as an author. Her books being bestsellers in the spiritual and paranormal genres. She's known not only for accuracy in her messages, but for her ability to communicate knowledge and insight about the spirit world in a clear and simple to understand manner. She balances both current scientific understanding with specialist wisdom gained during her extensive hands-on experience with spirit communication. She's addressed sold-out theatre audiences and made guest appearances on BBC Radio 5 Live, Howard Hughes' The Unexplained on Talk Radio, and has also been featured in The Daily Mail, The Sunday Mirror, The Express and many popular spiritual magazines including Soul and Spirit, Psychic News and Spirit and Destiny. The lady I'm talking about is the truly enlightening Claire Broad. Claire, thank you so much for joining us today on Psychic Social. Hi to your listeners. Thank you so much for having me on. It's fantastic to have you on the show. What have you been up to today, Claire? I have been out into beautiful countryside, actually, for a spiritual walk with uh, a fellow practitioner. And we've been discussing all things spiritual, so I'm really in the mood for this. <laughs> a spiritual walk sounds fantastic. Whereabouts did you go? Uh, we went to Ripley in Surrey, actually, beautiful part of the world, and uh, walked all along the canal and into the trees and just, yeah, just beautiful. It's just nice to get outside on this lovely day. And get some fresh air, yeah. Well, the weather's very good at the moment, isn't it, for September? Yeah, exactly. Been, I'm, I'm making the most of it. Yeah, yeah, it's been really warm and nice, hasn't it? Um, now, we just wanted to know, as we, as we move on into the show, um, what did you get up to over the lockdown period we've had over the last few months and, and previously this, earlier on this year? I mean, how did you go about kind of raising your positive sort of vibrations um, or keeping them raised um, during that time? Yeah, I think this is, you know, really key, actually. I'm, I'm glad you asked me this question because actually I sometimes think that uh, spiritual people put quite a lot of pressure on themselves to make sure that they are up there in high frequency. Um, and sometimes things happen in the world that knock you off your perch a bit, don't they? So actually, I, I dealt with the lockdown twofold. First of all, um, I have a lovely community on Facebook. Um, so I uh, did uh, weekly videos to try and put out a positive message, try and help people raise above fear, leave the fear behind and understand that, you know, despite the fact that we were obviously being communicated that uh, there was a threat to our lives to remind everybody that you know ultimately ultimately we're spiritual beings and life's eternal and to try and get some perspective here 
Um, so I was uh, doing sharing information and teaching every week. But at the same time, I actually took some time for me, which I haven't done for the last few years because I've been so busy out there, um, you know, with the with with the the books that I've written, doing talks and demonstrations and workshops, and obviously working with clients one to one. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually took this time to to get back in touch myself with spirit. Uh, go out on walks, uh, just reconnect with nature, I think, like so many of us did, and and slow down a little bit. And uh, I must admit that, you know, as even, I mean, I need that as a spiritual person, but I think all of us are guilty of just going 100 miles an hour. So yeah. uh, I took that time really to just take a pause and to reassess. Um, I think I did what a lot of people have done. I, I, I looked at relationships that I was having with people uh, people in my lives what what was uplifting me what wasn't uplifting me what what was uh, supporting my growth what wasn't and just reassessed everything really it was a positive and negative time I felt very um rattled by it on one level because I could tell that there was something huge going on in the world that was going to change our lives mm. um and at the same time I was trying to take the positives out of it and communicate that so I was quite open with with uh, people, my readership my you know my uh, my clients the people that follow me mm. uh, my own audience I was quite open about the fact that there were days when I was struggling and days when I felt really positive and mm. I think um, that was probably all of us so I was keeping it real mm. <laughs> and, it, and it's nice to do that to connect with the, the people that do follow you your, you your dedicated sort of audience uh, and make those videos and, and, and connect with them um, because I'm sure yeah there were lots of people that were you know, feeling despair at that time and, and not knowing what to do and stuff like that. So it must have been great for them to kind of see um, you to help you to help them guide them through uh, to a certain extent with the things that you were doing. I mean, I know personally, I kind of did some. I made sure I just got stuck into exercise and did a bit more meditation and did some breath work and and, and sort of threw myself into my work at home. Uh, and that kind of really helped me keep focused and try and sort of you know push 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 aside the sort of negative stuff that was happening, but still obviously know that it was there, but try not to let it take over. Exactly. I think it's uh, all about rising. You know, all spiritual um, understanding is about rising up into higher states of of awareness, if you can, rising Mm -hmm. up from lower states of mind Mm -hmm. into higher states of mind. However you do that is your meditation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Now, we wanted you to take us back to to the beginning for you. Uh, How did you become a psychic or how did the gift come to you? Uh, Was it passed down by a family member or did it come at a young age to you? I was four when I gave my first message. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, it's something that's been with me my whole life. I can remember um, even younger than that um, having dreams where I remember what I believe to be past life experiences because I was so young I couldn't possibly have even formulated that understanding by that point in this world, um, visions that I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would see uh, lights and uh, like orb, uh, like bubbles in my bedroom, even younger than the age of four. Um, but at four was a kind of defining moment, I suppose, in my life where um, I was standing in a cemetery in Richmond, in Surrey. My grandfather had died about a year before, and we were we were uh, my mum and my nan were cleaning cleaning his plot there, and I was playing with some stones and a vase with some water, um, just amusing myself. And uh, I felt my granddad come around me. I felt his uh, presence. I just knew it was him. And which was funny because obviously at the age of four, I had no concept of death. I didn't even really, to be fair, 
have the emotional maturity to even care that he died really um i didn't understand that my my nan and my mum would benefit from knowing that he was coming close and yet i i felt him and he was mm -hmm. impressing on me a message um asking me to please tell nanny that granddad says i love you i've and i'm mm -hmm. fighting it back going no i'm playing i'm quite happy i don't i don't need to say that granddad you know there's just no there was no question in mm -hmm. my young mind there was no you know analytical thinking critical thinking none of that it just was and uh, in the end it was so um he was so intent to get through to my nan he was just the 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 force at which this message was coming through uh, in the end i just stood up and said nanny granddad says i love you i've and my i can remember my mum and my nan were standing at the gate by that point getting ready to go and uh, they just looked absolutely gobsmacked because as my nan would later tell me as i grew up um she her name's ivy she always went by the name of connie that's how i got i heard her being addressed mm -hmm. uh, obviously i called her nanny my mum called her mum but my granddad did call her i from her first name which is ivy mm. so she just knew she knew that uh, that had come out of the mouth of babes that her beloved husband was trying to get through to her but the experience at the time just kind of it kind of stuck with me it just planted a little seed of of knowing oh you know granddad's around um and then as i moved into teenagers i mean i grew up in a very balanced household my mum kind of had spiritual beliefs but my dad was if you like um sort of atheistic in his outlook or agnostic and um so I didn't really think about anything spiritually speaking until it all started to happen in my teenage years where I started to see um, uh, who I now know is my spirit guide standing at the end of my bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a lifelong um, unfoldment of knowing for me. Um, and that, kind of, that encounter with him made me uh, explore mediumship. But actually what I found out um, in answer to your question is that uh, my nan had always seen spirit herself and we've now been able to trace it back three generations so it is something that appears to be genetic to some degree mm -hmm. um so i've kind of inherited it mm -hmm. but been been born with this ability and then basically the spirit world came to me and brought this to me it wasn't something i needed or looked for or you know asked for um, it's just always been there and mm. so uh, it sparked uh, in my early 20s a, a real interest I need to understand what's going on here mm. Mm. so it's uh, and I've now been what I term has been in development for 25 years but in other words I've been um, you know doing this work for 25 years and it just keeps on unfolding and delivering it never gets boring mm -hmm. i'm sure it doesn't yeah and it was it's very interesting to hear the, uh, the story about your grandfather um i mean the way that he connected with you when you were that that young how did you did you did you feel it was it kind of a touch feeling or was it like an asmr sensation or how how did that how did he present himself was it through uh, auditory or or visual to you how how did that come about yeah, I, funny enough, the process has never changed for me either with my mediumship. I describe it a little bit like a game of charades because I don't know how else to say it. I try and keep things simple mm -hmm. so that people can kind of 
get gain an idea of what it might be like. Mm. But I felt him because I'm clairsentient. I sensed him. I felt his whole presence. I could feel his emotions. I could feel um, his the energy of his personality. Just almost as if it was wrapping itself around me, like he was becoming me. And then I could hear in my mind. Um, I, I would say a bit like a song playing out in your head. That kind of hearing. I could hear the words of what he was saying internally in my head in his voice but i could hear it internally it wasn't externally with my ears mm-hmm. um um i didn't have any clairvoyance at that time now i can see clairvoyantly as well which i always say to people visualize your front door in your mind's eye you can see it there it's not like how you're looking in the room per se at things around you it's that inner eye um but i didn't have that at the time it was literally all sensing and just the message playing out mm-hmm. um now I get all of it, so it is more like a game of shards. I'm I'm feeling this, I'm seeing this, I'm hearing this. How do I make sense of what I'm receiving and interpret it? Right, right. I see. That's a great explanation. Thank you for that. That's fascinating. Um, now we wanted to move on to our next question, and we want to know um, whether any during our readings, were there any sort of really funny um, sort of things that happened during any readings, or or any sort of heartwarming stories that you've had in the past uh, in any of your readings that you've done. Um, I've, well, they're just this. Well, I'm trying to remember everything actually now <laughs> over all this time. I was, I'm racking my brains thinking, yes, there's been some really funny times. So out, many, yeah, yeah. so many heartwarming ones. So I'm, I'm trying to pick, I think one of them that was making me, um, made me laugh, but I'm not sure whether I should laugh about it or not, is that I was delivering a message to a, um, a client of mine who her deceased loved one was showing me that the client was carrying this spirit person in their pocket. And I was thinking, well, I don't know how that can be. You can be carrying someone in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And then I was shown that there was a tiny little plastic bag with ashes in it and that this person was literally carrying them around with them in their pocket. Um, When I was able to give that information, because it was obviously very specific, the client was thrilled because she wanted to know whether her loved one knew about this, Mm because it was so unusual. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most people don't do that. Um, And we did have a good laugh about the fact that, you know, her loved one was literally in a plastic bag in her pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully with some air holes, I was going to (laughs) say. You know, so that is quite funny. Uh, One of my favourite... examples of heartwarming I think really is and and just fantastic evidence of survival is another client who um, whose mother came through in the reading and was telling me that there was a handbag that her daughter hadn't found yet that she wasn't aware of and that she wanted the mother was saying I want you to go and look in the handbag you'll find that there's a ring in there that I want you to have because you haven't got anything of mine and I want you to have something of mine Um, and my client was saying to me no no absolutely not all of my mother's stuff's been cleared out there's nothing left I know that there isn't anything so I just asked her to go away and see if she could at least research it, which to her um, credit she did. Uh, she spoke to her dad, who then went and searched the home, actually found this handbag. It was tucked away in a place that hadn't been thought of. Uh, they looked inside the handbag and there was the ring. Wow. Um, so my, my client knew beyond doubt then that there was that her mum was around her because she knew she didn't know that information she knew there's no way I could know mm. that information wow. and um and and so now she wears the ring and oh, um, she 
you know, it's it's just that to me is heartwarming. Her mum's with her all the time, you know. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really good. Uh, well, it's a great story. Great stories, those two. Great, fantastic. Um, we've been hearing about your mediumship throughout the show so far. Um, and you mentioned you touched upon your guide briefly earlier. Um, can you tell us about your guide or guides? I mean, do you, is there just one or, or are there many? And how, how do they work for you? Uh, so I have a team working with me now because as my mediumship's unfolded, they come in for different times and different purposes, depending on what it is that I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, as a teenager, the, the guide I was mentioning earlier goes by the name of White Feather. Um, I did have a lot of problem with this at first, thinking why do all mediums seem to have Native American Indian mm-hmm. guides right. or nuns mm-hmm. or... Um, until he could explain to me that it's an archetype and that there is a purpose to being shown him because of his shamanic roots. He's walked this earth before. He understands about spirit contact and um, healing and that that is why I'm seeing that image of him. Mm. He's what I call a spirit guardian. So he's the guardian work walks with you your whole life. So he's been with me from birth and will be there till the end. But at certain times, depending on my own development or depending on the need, other spirit guides have come in. So um, I, I've, there is a... Um, a chemist or alchemist is almost what I want to call him who comes close to me working around the conditions of mediumship depending on what type of mediumship I'm doing mm-hmm. um, there are many others I've, I've, I've seen healing guides I've, I've seen there's a whole team of them I could reel them all off but <laughs> it would take forever but they come yeah. and go depending on the need basically sure. as and we all have that we all have that support and help there it's not I'm not special I was just about to ask you that. Sorry, yeah, to interject. I was just about to say, you know, does everyone have their own personal guide walking with them throughout their life, but they just don't know it because they're not tapped into it? Is that correct? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I I know that, for instance, you know, say say a surgeon is working and helping uh, people there, you know, in in the health profession, they're going to have inspirers and helpers in spirit working alongside them. Mm -hmm. They're just not tuned into it. They won't be knowing. Mm -hmm. We, we, it's, we, we, I believe in reincarnation. Um, I believe that we've walked many, many paths, many lifetimes. Um, I've worked with a lot of, of scientific minds, and um, Dr. Julia Mossbridge, who is a leading expert on time, has studied a lot to do with the fact that time doesn't behave like we think it does. Um, that you know we're in a multi-dimensional universe, and so a lot of our guides that walk with us through life are probably people that have walked with us before who we're not remembering as we come into this particular lifetime. Uh, But because there is a bond of love there already, they're invested in our well-being and so Mm. are walking with us. So are our loved ones and family who we know here. Sure. I was going to say, and why do you think it is that I'm? I'm I just like to say, add that I'm a great believer in reincarnation, and, and I believe that that is something that definitely happens, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But um, why do you think that we, when we have our lives on Earth, that we don't remember generally those past lives? Why is it that we don't we we're not given any recollection, and we just think that this is our existence, and and, and kind of that's it in a lot of senses why, why why do you think that might be i think it's because it actually if you could experience if you imagine if you were experiencing all of those lifetimes or you had the memories of all of those lifetimes mm. one it would be overload 
to it, as you come into the physical body the brain cannot cope with the amount of knowledge that is there and kept within the soul mm -hmm. it is there for us to tap into if we know how to it's not totally hidden that we can't find it because i have uh, many experiences with uh, reincarnation myself um and also you can meet people where you have a soul connection where you feel like you've known them before or you recognize them or mm. you know so that i think at the subconscious level the knowledge is there but at the conscious level we are deliberately suffering with amnesia because we would uh, not be able to gain the experience and, and lessons out of life that we've come here to achieve or to experience to grow and to gain from if we were walking in with all the baggage and the past stuff of previous lives. Right, okay, yeah, that it, makes sense. It's a, yeah. it's a clean slate. It's a clean slate, basically, mm. because, uh, you know, you would be overwhelmed. And, uh, and actually, there is a, a, a very famous um, practitioner called Dr. Brian Weiss, and he, he worked with a client who was almost crippled in this life because she was carrying the fear and baggage of previous lives into this life with her. She was remembering them, and it was stopping her from living. Wow. So I believe that, that there's probably all those reasons to why when we're spiritually ready we can start to remember we can explore consciousness and, and tap into that knowledge but for most part we come in and we don't remember yeah i suppose as you work through life and a lot of people will have that uh, might, might have that quote unquote kind of awakening and in and, and finding out who they are and why they're here and, and many people might go through their life and not have it at all but yeah you obviously if you had all that information when you weren't ready for it or, or weren't going to take it at all during your life, then I suppose there was no point in having it at all. No, it doesn't help. Um, it could be a, a hindrance. hindrance. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's, that's absolutely fascinating to hear all that. Thank you for, for that information, uh, Claire. Well, we're going to go into a break now. We're hearing some great stuff from psychic medium Claire Broad here on Psychic Social today. And we're very much looking forward to hearing more from Claire in part two, where we'll hear all about her platform work, her fascinating take on the afterlife, which we've just been speaking about a bit there, and much more. So we'll see you after this. This is Psychic Social, where the world's best psychics tell you their story. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Psychic Social is brought to you by psychic.co.uk. Now, psychic.co.uk is the latest content hub for all things psychic. At psychic.co.uk, you can learn detailed information about every single tarot card in the deck. There's a page for every single one, 78 pages, and you can directly book psychic readings with some of the UK's best-loved psychics and read great articles written by them too. You can also check out all our other podcasts on the Psychic Social page on the website. So lots of fantastic stuff to get stuck into there at the website. Our amazing tarot course is also coming to psychic.co.uk very soon too, so keep a lookout for that. If you have any questions or queries about the website or Psychic Social, you can email them to us at support at psychic.co.uk and one of our lovely team will get back to you. Now, back to the show. This is Psychic Social, the spiritual home of psychics. Welcome back to part two of Psychic Social and our chat with psychic medium Claire Broad. Now, been hearing some fascinating information uh, from Claire in the first half uh, about her mediumship and her experiences so far. Now, I wanted to know about your platform work you've done in the past uh, and some of the experiences you've had with that. Can you tell us about that, please, Claire? Sure. So um, for any 
listener listening in who doesn't know what platform work means it means to stand up and to be able to demonstrate mediumship in front of a group of people basically right thank you for that um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the reason you're on platform is because of the platforms are in spiritualist churches um i've done many spiritualist churches i've done theaters as, as you mentioned in the introduction um and i love that element of my work actually i find that uh, the, the, the power of spirit, if you like, is tenfold when you're standing up in front of that many people because you've got everybody's energy. Mm. And, um, I mean, it can get busy. So I have a lot of people in spirit pulling at my attention trying to get through. But you can get some, you know, fascinating insights in a short amount of time, really, as the spirit world work quick to try and get as much information out as they can to kind of prove they're there. Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, you know, one of the um, funny ones I, I can remember seeing is, is is a man who was dancing in front of me in, in the spirit world, who was dancing in front of me. <laughs> and he had uh, very sort of showy clothes on and um, he was trying to get the attention of somebody at the back of the room. And I was able to describe his jacket and everything and, and the lady knew exactly who he was because he'd been a dancer, mm -hmm. um, you know, in his life. And we mm. were able to place him. It was just, it was mm. almost entertaining. You know, sometimes the spirit world have got such a good sense of humour yeah. and they, they want to lift everybody and get laughs. And it, 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 I don't know, it's just very different from a one-to-one, -one, which is obviously a very personal and quite a... Uh, a deep experience the mm. platform work can be uplifting and insightful in another way sure and i bet you i've been to some some platform stuff in the past you know with the larger audiences and stuff and it you know although a lot of it is tragic it, it, it is that kind of they, they do the, the spirit world do entertain you don't they through you know the medium and it, and it, it can be fun and 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 you're right obviously about the energy you know it's just you feel that i mean where we were sitting in particular the last one that i went to you know there were the the, the medium sort of focused on some people that were sort of three rows in front of us and then the messages just seemed to come from different people to the person behind them to the person behind them and then we got a message well my friend got a message next to me from his gra grandma um and it was strange how that energy sort of collected in that part of the room and just came backwards, backwards through the audience it was very weird but yes it's great to, to attend those things and i would definitely recommend anyone you know obviously when covid restrictions are lifted that they go and go to one um and to see you probably hopefully you know oh well, yeah. i can't wait to yeah. get back doing that kind of yeah. thing and it's the intelligence of spirit as well often what happens is you see a whole kind of lesson unfolding because yeah. a lot of the messages seem to ha have a theme running through them or they can mm. be very poignant and i think the power of an audience like that is we can all benefit mm. from one message rather than you know uh, there's something there for all of us to take away to show us there's something more in life and that there's something much bigger than ourselves here on this Ex planet Ex exactly and i kind of likened it a little bit to group meditation i don't know whether you've done that before but oh yeah you know, I love that. do group meditation with a large group of people and, and it just enhances the whole thing doesn't it um when you're doing it with, with as opposed to just on your own you know absolutely yeah. absolutely it's the yeah. energy isn't it it's, yeah. it's so uplifting yeah, healing. 100%, exactly. Um, well, now, we want to move on to the next question. Um, and we, we understood from your website that you uh, are undertaking some sort of training and workshops, uh, and you have students that you guide into developing their own intuitive nature and connection to the spirit world. Can you tell, tell the listeners a bit more about that, please? Yes, yeah, so I've been teaching for a long time now. I'm very privileged. I've been uh, invited by the likes of the College of Psychic Studies to train for them, um, other spiritual groups like Phoenix Group. Uh, but I also do my own workshops and trainings. So um, I 
often, uh, well, in these COVID times, um, I've been doing uh, Zoom workshops, uh, Zoom circles. Um, but basically, my, you see, my my uh, ethos really is it's okay to have a reading by a medium. As you know, it's it's interesting to hear that your loved ones are around you or that granny saw you go into a shop and buy a pair of red shoes the other day, fine. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's got to be something about something more than that, which is to help you understand that you are that eternal being and that you need to have that connection to spirit for yourself. So much of my work is spent trying to help people understand that they are that channel for spirit, that that, that connection is within them, that they're spirit themselves. So I run a lot of workshops on how to um, meditate or how to uh, become more spiritually enlightened so that you can experience spirit contact for yourself, how to get hold of your own loved ones or learn about spirit guides. Um, I've just got a vast amount of knowledge that I'm trying to get out there and, and even the wider spiritual teachings. I'm very much about a lot of what, you know, what we've learned from the past and because this is not a new belief system here you know spirit communication has been around since the word dot mm-hmm. and and you know people in antiquity understood i think even better than us how to be in touch with the spirit realm so i teach a lot about that as well um basically teach you, you know what i've got to give and i'm just grateful that some people want to learn from mm-hmm. me <laughs> yeah, no, that's great i was just thinking as well like what you just said you know and obviously with the with the, with the way that uh, life has progressed though even over the last hundred years you know how fast paced it's become and and, and that kind of spiritual ele- element has you know sort of dissipated somewhat on mass maybe i don't know whether you agree with me on that um in well totally that, yeah. totally and i think what's happened is and it needed to happen was that you know we became very analytical with mm. the um advancement of our scientific understanding which kind of made us turn our back on religion if you like yeah. organized religion but now um what the exciting thing is now is of course is that science is now exploring these frontiers such as consciousness and coming back into the fold of looking at mm. spiritual experiences because mm. they are recognizing they don't understand the whole of this universe. Mm. So um, it's kind of coming together. A lot of my work is, you know, um, when I've been uh, speaking with scientists and things, people that are uh, studying consciousness studies and things, I see that there is, it's on the fringe still, but there is a coming together of, you know, inquiring minds, trying to understand all of this. And I actually think that's the way to go. I'm very excited that it'll all come together and hopefully we will start returning back to our spiritual roots. Yeah, that would would be great, wouldn't it? I think people would be happier generally, wouldn't they, I think, if they did. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Actually, there is science out there now that shows that the human brain actually functions better and that a human is more healthy Mm -hmm. um, with that when they have a spiritual understanding or belief in something, a higher power or divine love or whatever, if they lead a spiritual life, their brain actually changes in the way that it looks and the functions and Mm. the health of the brain. Mm. So for no other reason, it's worth that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like meditation as well. I think your amygdala changes shape, doesn't it? The more you meditate and and, and gets bigger, I think, something like that. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, um, I had a cardiologist once who asked me if I meditated because he said it, it improves the health of your heart so there are so many reasons to include spirituality in your life in whichever form that um, fits with you uh, because it actually improves your well-being it improves it gives you purpose fulfillment all the things that we're looking for you know 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the science of it is fascinating, isn't it, as well? I, mean, I think I saw an article the other day online about uh, now they're sort of scientists. Might, I don't know whether you've seen this at all, but um, scientists might be saying that they are looking, you know, what they've looked into the atom and then into the, like, the quark, whatever it is, and then into that, you know, breaking down, the, you know, our physical self into the smallest possible whatever piece of matter. And now they're, they're starting to think, believe or postulate that we don't actually exist <laughs> as, a, as, a, no. as a presence. Did you see that at all? Or? Uh, no, I didn't see that. It was that, very interesting. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm all, I, I am, I'm, that is true. I'm on board with it. I, yeah. I uh, had the privilege once of um, sharing a tea with uh, somebody very uh, um, famous in the scientific realms of spirituality, which mm-hmm. is uh, an author called Dr. Eben Alexander, who wrote a book called Proof of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a neurosurgeon who got meningitis and, and had a near-death experience. Oh, I've, I've heard of that. I have heard of that, yeah, yeah. Yes, and so I kind of was chewing over the fact with him once, and um, and he was saying to me, you know, the material world is all smoke and mirrors, that mm-hmm. quantum physics is proving that none of it really exists, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that ultimately it's our perception of the thing that makes it feel like it's real so consciousness is primary yeah. and um and and the, you know all spiritual teachers of age of all you know of the ages have taught this that mm. it's about mind and raising into higher states of awareness mm. and that's what that's what i'm trying to do just help people understand that this is a real thing here we're talking about mm. you know there's no mm. such thing as death energy just changes form mm. you will see your loved ones again but more than that you are that you exactly know? and it's very difficult for most to even comprehend isn't it and, and until you start sort of delving into it like you have you know in depth um and the scientific side of it and it, it's just most people just we just can't comprehend it can we um it's, no it's not, because most of us are leading our you know yeah. no you know there's nothing wrong with this leading a, a, a simplistic life we're not thinking that deep it's just that when you have an experience like i did you can't help but you know, go down that rabbit hole <laughs> exactly yeah and, it, and fascinating as it is yeah exactly um, well, great. Thank you for that, Claire. Um, now, uh, our last sort of sort of um, spiritual psychic question uh, to you is going to be: um, We wanted to know about what your thoughts are about the afterlife. It, obviously, in in general, um, through your mediumship experiences, and um, more so, kind of. Obviously, we've just been talking about it now and earlier on, but more so, kind of, what happens not only after we leave Earth, but kind of beyond that and 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 where do we go is there you mentioned sort of multi, i think you mentioned multiple dimensions or multi-universes before and things like that but where do we go what do we do do we go to a do we go to another sphere or plane what what do you think happens well that's a massive question <laughs> <laughs> and we've only got two minutes for you to answer it no i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> Well, I can. I, I'll, I'll break it down and try and go as quick as I can. Yeah, just so, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> when I'm doing readings, I can see often the manner in which people pass. They obviously talk to me about um, they want to give peace of mind to their loved ones by showing how they pass, what it felt like to them. Because oftentimes we worry or beat ourselves up or feel guilt that we didn't do enough or that they were suffering more than we know. And actually, the process of, of dying is not easy, but the process process of death is very easy it's a complete release so i see um that they the spirits separate 
separates away from the body, that the consciousness of that being is focused on the spiritual dimensions, not about the physical. Um, many times as people are sort of sleeping more as they're dying, they're spending more and more time in spirit than they are here anyway. And so they can be meeting with uh, loved ones in the spirit world who are getting them ready and prepared to make that crossing. It can be a very gentle experience and awe-inspiring. So it's different for everybody. It seems as unique as birth. So sometimes I see people walking, you show me they were walking through fields, they met their loved ones. Other times I see people going into the universe who are meeting people. There seems to be spirit guides coming close. What I do know is nobody dies alone. And that in the realms of spirit, there are many, many dimensions. So based on our perceptions, it does seem to be kind of where we think that we, uh, or how we think it will be or not be will also dictate much of our experience, if that makes sense. Um, you know, so somebody who may be expecting a religious experience might have that created around them to help them cross over. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously over time learn that there are a whole load of different uh, realms. I've seen the most beautiful um, crystalline type cities. I've also seen realms that look exactly like ours, that are a complete mirror. I've seen things that I can't even put into words. I mean, it is so vast and so unbelievably mind-blowing. It would be hard to really, in two minutes, put it into a nutshell but i think i want to leave people with the knowing here that no one dies alone right. and that at any time there will be somebody there reaching out willing to help you if you are looking for that help mm. well we i mean i think we'd love to have you back on uh, again in the future to do a part two with you all about that if you we'd love to love you to come on and do that if you could um at some i'd point. love to uh, that'd be that'd be really good to sort of take a real uh, deep dive in, into that uh, and, and talk more about that but but yes i mean what, what what would you say to sort of people that you know would not have uh either a religious belief or a spiritual belief and and just felt that you know we're, we're pretty much we're maybe scared and just thought you know when i die i'm just i'm just gonna go to black and you know that's it that's the end what would you say to, to people that thought that well i do have a lot of people talking to me and debating <laughs> the truth to me you know um none of us have all the answers um, I'm, where I'm at in my life is if that belief system brings you peace and makes you feel happier, if, if the thought of having to live eternally is something you don't want to think about and you'd <laughs> rather think that you could just close your eyes and have a rest, then that's fine. I, I, I have no wish to rob you of that. Um, but I would say that there's been many an atheist who has had to change their mind um, either they've had a spiritual experience such as the likes of Dr. Eben Alexander who was atheist before he had a near-death experience mm. um, and there's been many atheists in the spirit world who have come back to me and communicated to their loved ones saying that they didn't believe that this was real so yeah. I don't, I'm at the point now where they'll either find out now or they'll find out later it's fine <laughs> it's all good I see great okay fantastic um, well it's great to hear all of that uh, thank you Claire um, now we're coming towards the end of the show unfortunately now it's been really fascinating to talk with you today on psychic social um the last couple of questions we've got for you are going to be moving slightly away from the psychic world and uh, multi-universes and all that kind of stuff um we, we just wanted the listeners to get to know a bit more about you in terms of what you like to read and watch on tv um can you tell us what was the last sort of book you read or, or box that you watched uh, anything on netflix or any other streaming platform 
Yeah, the last book I read is actually, I'm being a, a right old geek here, I've been reading a book that's very uh, old now called Practical Occultism, a course in lectures through the transmediumship of J.J. Morse. Wow. So, um, yeah, I know, it's uh, a light read. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's quite interesting, but it's, it's where, um, you know, we seem to have lost quite a lot of the ability in mediumship that we used to have, and I wonder why that is. So I'm looking into why it is that mediums of old seem to be able to enter into deep trance states in a way that mediums don't so much now um, and uh, these lectures were fascinating because they used to put uh, JJ Morse into a room with academics, scholars and scientists put him into an induced trance state and then these uh, scholars and scientists would ask him questions on their subject and he would speak in trance answering them wow. uh, even though he had no knowledge no, of no, what their yeah. subject was so absolutely fascinating that's the book i'm reading at the moment um and the box that i'm i'm actually well, do you know i'm actually watching the boys at the moment <laughs> right okay what's that i don't know what that is sorry <laughs> okay so it's a it's a superhero uh kind of a series on netflix except that the superhero those aren't the heroes that you think of in normal terms like Superman and Spider-Man. They're actually quite, you know, at the core, they're wrong'uns. <laughs> right. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. It's a very, it's quite a grown-up one. I wouldn't recommend it for children. Yeah, right. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, it's interesting <laughs> to hear that. And it's interesting to hear about the um, the transmediumship stuff because I was watching some on, uh, on YouTube the other day and, I, and I've watched a bit of Bashar. I'm sure you probably know Bashar. Uh, yes. Abraham Hicks and stuff like that. I've been watching that over the last few months and uh, it's very interesting to, to listen to all of that as well. Um, it's fascinating stuff to see people do transmediumship isn't it there's so many different ways i mean they would term themselves as channelers they wouldn't mm. say that they were necessarily entranced right, okay. um yeah. uh, but uh, i mean it's you know potato potato you're going yeah. into a different uh, altered state of consciousness and yeah. you're channeling the knowledge of of a, of a deceased or dis you know incarnate being through mm. you mm. um but yes there are it's all to do with the degrees to which you are going down into that level of trance. Mm. So, um, yeah, fascinating. I, I've watched all of those, um, you know, uh, even the, even books such as Conversations with God, with Neil Donald Walsh, how he received channeled information and could just write that out, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more than we know or understand available to us in this universe it's 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 so motivating and i don't know i just i've got such a, a passion for life because of it yeah sure exactly yeah i can understand now uh, can you tell the listeners about your website and your social media and uh, anything that you're currently selling i know you've got a book going at the moment and, and the courses that you have Yes, yeah, sure. So come and find me. My website is www.clairebroad.com. I've also got a Facebook page with a lovely community there of uh, truth seekers. Uh, you know, we all learn and chat and it's, it's a real place for spiritual growth. I've got a YouTube channel called Together With Spirit and um and obviously my books so my latest book is what the dead are dying to teach us with, with watkins publishing um and i've also got a book prior to that called answers from heaven by piatkus uh, so you can look up any of those and you'll, you'll be able to find me um i'm i am doing a lot of workshops i'll be at the college of psychic studies again um a bit later in the year so but you can hop on my website and find out where i am or or, or my on my social media it, Facebook is always up to date. I post lots of videos on there. So come and see what I'm up to. Great stuff. Thank you for all that. And I'll put uh, all those links to that in, in the show notes on our website. Uh, and so people can click into those uh, and have a look at your book and your website and all that kind of stuff on your social media. 
So thank you for that, Claire. Um, well, it's been wonderful to have you on Psychic Social today. Um, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all this absolutely fascinating uh, information with the listeners here. Um, it's been really great to have you on the show. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to everyone listening. Well, take care and stay safe. And we'll look forward to speaking with you in a possible part two show. Uh, we'd love to have you back to record one with us at some point. I'd love that. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Claire. See you soon then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Psychic Social from psychic.co.uk, the spiritual home of psychics.